House of Legends is brought to you by my Patreon supporters. To support House of Legends, go to patreon.com forward slash House of Legends or follow the link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to the House of Legends, where you can hear world myths and legends told by a professional storyteller. I'm your host, Daniel Allison, and this is episode 46, The Kayak. I hope you're all safe and well. This is a special bonus episode to let you know that my new book is out and to tell you a story from it. The book is called Scottish Myths and Legends, and it is, of course, a collection of my favourite Scottish myths and legends. It features all kinds of stories from local legends to folk tales to epics. There's tragedies, there's funny stories, stories of all kinds. There are well-known classics and rare gems. I've had some very nice reviews already. Uh, Amazon Reader, I don't know who that is, says a stunning journey into the Scottish landscape and collective imagination. Zvend says this book deserves to be a classic Once you dive into these gems of wisdom, you feel the rhythm of the hearts of the people and the language is so vivid that you can taste the water in the burns, see the green pastures in the glens and feel the wind from the ocean. Jennifer says, incredible, an absolute must read. I will treasure and share these stories around the fire for years to come. Jim says, I could not put this book down. And Fiona says, one of the best collections I've ever read. It's on sale now as an ebook and paperback on Amazon Worldwide. So if you'd like to support me and support the podcast by getting yourself a copy of this book for less than the price of a coffee, if you get the ebook, then that would be marvelous. The link is in the show notes. So now here is the opening story. This is, well, it's a perfect story if you're listening now, not from the future, because Beltane just came the first day of spring in Scotland a few days ago, and this story is kind of about that. This is the story of the Kalyach. Darkness. Silence. A time before time. In that time, the kayak came. She came from the north, from further north than north, atop a throne of storms. Blue-skinned and white-eyed, her breath so cold that it shattered stars, she sought a new home. Beneath her, she spied a mass of rock, It had no shape, no peaks nor valleys, no trees nor rivers, no birds nor four-footed things. It had no gods. The rock called to her. She sang to it, and it roared at her. Make a home here, it said. Sink your hands into me. Make me anew. 
the old woman of winter was pleased. She landed on the rocks, making the whole world shake. Amid swirling storms, the kayak set to work. The crone plunged her hands into the eager rock, grinding and breaking and pummeling the stone. She forged it anew. The kayak made mountains, armies of mountains, legions of mountains, a stone forest of bristling teeth, a galaxy of temples to snow, cold and screaming wind. The wind swirled around her, urging her on, cladding her creation in icy armour. After time uncounted, the kayak looked about herself. She was nearly finished. All she needed was a seat from which to observe her home. With the last of her strength, she built a shoreside mountain that towered above all the others. Finally, she climbed atop it and lay down to sleep. The kayak was thirsty when she awoke. She climbed down from her seat and wandered among the mountains until she found one pregnant with pure water. With her bare hands, she cut a hole in its side. The kayak lifted out the stopper of stone she had made, set it aside and put her mouth to the mountain, sucking at its nectar. The water enlivened her. She decided to go wandering and get a few things done. The kayak noticed that the white plaid she wore was dirty. She walked out into the sea and washed it in the water. The water still whirls in that place, sucking unwary sailors into the sea. When her plaid was clean, she lay it out over the mountains to dry. She still does this today. Her plaid appears to us as a mantle of snow upon the mountaintops. The kayak had recovered from her great labour. She roved her rocky home every day and drank from her mountain spring every night. One night, she forgot to replace the stopper. All night, water poured from the mountain and filled the glens from east to west. So Scotland's web of lochs and rivers was made. Life was quickening. As the kayak slept upon her throne, she dreamed of a being absolutely unlike her. A maiden, golden-haired and with sun-kissed skin, danced upon a loch shore. Beneath her bare feet bloomed snowdrops and violets, foxgloves and daffodils. The kayak dreamed of bride, maiden of summer. When the kayak awoke, she saw to her horror that green grass had broken the ice in the valleys. Summer birds were everywhere, singing in praise of bride. The kayak took her holly wand and brought it crashing down on the landscape. Ice shot outwards from it in every direction, cloaking the land in winter again. Yet still, the kayak dreamed of summer. When she next awoke, she felt her face. It was smoothing out. Her wrinkles were disappearing. 
Strands of gold shone in her hair. The kayak howled in fury. She screamed songs of winter, summoning storms from the far north that ground mountains into dust. Yet in her heart, Bride laughed and sang. This went on until one day the sun rose over the seat of the crone. It rose not on the kayak, but on Bride. So began the first day of spring. Bride danced down from the mountaintop, twirling and laughing. She danced from north to south and from east to west, life bursting into being all around her. Roaring stags raised their antlers to the sun. Bears fished for salmon by the silvery rivers. Butterflies and bees mirrored bright in their shimmering wings. Life rejoiced in its rapturous unfolding. Then, in time, Bride's song slowed. It grew gentler. Gold glimmered in the fading forests. Bride surrendered to dreams of silence, sharp starlight and brittle earth. On the last day of autumn, Bride fell asleep. On the first day of winter, she awoke as the kayak. She wore her white shroud of winter, yet summer slept in her heart. There are many stories told about the kayak all over Scotland and Ireland. She's also known as Bira, and kayak literally means old woman in Gaelic. Uh, that day in which the kayak becomes bride, uh, the first day of spring or first day of summer, that's Beltane, the 1st of May. So that was just a few days ago. And that the energy, that bright, vibrant energy of Beltane is still there. So it makes now a wonderful time for new beginnings, new projects, and letting go of the old, letting go of things that no longer serve us. This particular version of the story, my version, was inspired by a stage version by David Campbell and Janice Mackay. And another interesting thing I should tell you about the kayak is there is a little, there is a glen in the heart of Scotland near Glen Lyon, and it's called Glen Kayak. And there's a little stone hut there in which figures of the kayak and her family are kept, little stone figures. And local shepherds, local families have a ritual of taking those figures out of the little house and putting them down by the river on the first day of spring on Beltane and then bringing them back in at the end of the summer on Samhain, Halloween. And this is believed to be Britain's oldest surviving pagan ritual. I haven't been there yet. I really want to go one year for the taking out of the figures or putting them back. 
a writer who writes a lot about the kayak, is Sharon Blackie, who I'm sure many of you are already familiar with, who wrote If Women Rose Rooted. So I'd really recommend her work if you want to look into the kayak more. And I'm very happy to let you know that Sharon Blackie is going to be on House of Legends and we're going to be featuring her in a couple of months' time. Really looking forward to that. We've got other fantastic guests coming up in the next month. We have Kamini Ramachandran, who is definitely one of the best storytellers I have ever heard. She's absolutely incredible and her life story is fascinating. We have Ang Harad Wynn, a great teacher and friend of mine, who is a great source of knowledge on the Welsh tradition and has the most beautiful voice. And well, we have some others I'm not going to tell you about yet. So that's all for now. I hope you enjoy the story and I hope you enjoy the book if you get it. As ever, let me know how you get on. I love hearing from listeners. And if you do read the book or if you've read The Bone Flute, uh, please do leave a review on Amazon because that's really helpful for me. That's all for now. See you next time.